All right, guys. Good morning. What a wild day yesterday. Um, probably one of the most insane days when it comes to price volatility across markets that, uh, that I've ever seen. Um, the S&P ended up down 9.5%. Uh, Bitcoin went from around $8,000 in the morning. It dropped all the way down to around $3,800 and ended up around $5,600. So just incredible intraday uh, volatility. Uh, this morning, I wrote about um, something that's becoming much more obvious over time, which is basically that um, the market structure is very different in the traditional assets versus in Bitcoin uh, markets. And so in the traditional markets, what we're seeing is when there's high levels of volatility, there's two things that immediately start to happen. So the first is uh, we have these circuit breakers. Um, you know, when it comes to the kind of US stock market, after a 7% drop, uh, in price, you immediately get trading halted for 15 minutes. If you then end up down 13%, you see another trading halted um, for uh, for some time. And then if you actually hit 20% down on the day, then trading is over for the day. They just shut it down, go home, come back tomorrow. Obviously, to people who um, you know spend all their time in the Bitcoin market, that sounds absolutely insane. It would be like, oh, there's a bunch of volatility and all of the exchanges just shut down and say, well, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Pretty ridiculous um, comparing those two markets together. One's a free market, one's obviously not. The other thing that we see uh, now is um, these Wall Street investors or the quote capitalists are now begging for what I view much more as bailouts or socialism. And so literally, you know, Jim Cramer went on television yesterday um, and, and on national television is saying that the Fed needs to uh, create the money and borrow money and stuff and, and inject it in. There's people all over Twitter um, who are saying that the Fed has to step in, please come save us, et cetera. And so when you see this happening, what ends up occurring is it's not a free market. And in those non-free markets, what actually ends up occurring is that the actions that are being taken do not go to help the average person. What is happening is the game is rigged. They're enriching the elites, the wealthy. That's who benefits from this. But when you see things like yesterday's $1.5 trillion in monetary stimulus announced, the market barely responds now. Right, it, it literally it recovered in 200, 250 basis points and then dropped right back down. And the reason that that's happening, in my opinion, is because it's like a crack addict. The crack addicts never had crack before. They're completely sober. They try a little. They like it. They want more. They try more. They try more. They try more. And every time that they get high, they need a little bit more crack to get to that high. And so if you do this for long enough, eventually you're a full-blown crack addict. And you eventually spiral out of control. Well, economies and stimulus are the same thing. What happens now is the U.S. economy is a stimulus attic. It had no stimulus. Then it tried a little. Then it tried a little bit more. And it kept kind of weaning itself more and more and more and more. And, and to the point now where it is literally begging for stimulus, right? The, the market participants are begging, just like a crack addict would do anything for crack. 
the market participants will do anything to get the stimulus. They need the stimulus to keep going. And so what ends up happening is if you compare that to Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a completely free market. There are no circuit breakers. There are no hours of operation. It is just a global free market. And there's also nobody to step in. Nobody is coming to save you, right? You live and you die by the decisions that you make. And so what ends up happening in these environments is we see days like yesterday where we went down at 1.50% and ended the day around 30%. But the little known secret is if you look at the historical volatility, yesterday's drop in the S&P down 9.5% is the equivalent or the, the relative equivalent to Bitcoin dropping 50%. So yesterday, Bitcoin and the S&P on a relative basis both dropped the same, right, compared to their uh, historical uh, volatility levels. And so when that occurs, the difference is that Bitcoin was a free market. Nobody stepped in, no hours of operation, no circuit breakers. The S&P, however, actually struck one of the circuit breakers very early in the morning, hit 7% down, they shut off the market for a period of time. And on top of that, the Federal Reserve stepped in and there was a $1.5 trillion stimulus um, plan announced. It's incredible that these two assets have the same volatility in a day on a historical uh, relative basis that one of them is a manipulated market and one is a free market. And so what I think we're starting to see here is that people are waking up to this idea and the market is not responding to that stimulus. And so what that means is that they are going to have to print trillions of dollars at this point. If you continue to announce stimulus and it doesn't work, the only thing that you can do is announce bigger stimulus plans. There's nothing else to do. And so that's what we're going to see here. And what I believe is going to occur is that people are going to realize this stimulus may be good for asset prices, but it's really, really bad for my wealth, right? The average American, 50% of Americans can't afford a $400 emergency payment. They live paycheck to paycheck. Many of them don't have inflation adjusted wage contracts. This type of stimulus steals the wealth of the poor and gives it to the rich. And so what I think we're going to see is that people are going to say, how do I protect myself? They're going to go seek out those sound money principles, things like gold, things like Bitcoin, et cetera. And so, you know, uh, Dan Taparillo um, is a uh, old uh, Wall Street guy who um, has he, he's had a light bulb go off. He um, is a full on Bitcoiner at this point. And he had this great tweet, which basically said, you know, Bitcoiners hearing guys whine that BTC is crap, not a hedge, not digital gold. It's going to zero, etc." Basically, shut up. Bitcoin is the only true free market in the world. Bitcoin is the only asset that can go down 50% in one day and doesn't need government intervention to stabilize it. It will be fine. And this is really the idea that Bitcoin is a anti-fragile asset. It continues to survive. It's actually been the best performing asset over the last decade. It's still up over 25% from where it was trading a year ago. And I think that what's starting to kind of creep into the mind of a lot of these um, legacy finance guys is to say, wait a minute, why is that thing not dying? Why is that thing still around? And so what you're seeing is they then go and will start to investigate it. They'll start to learn about it. They'll read about it. And they realize, whoa, 
this is really, really interesting. And they go from, I'm not interested at all. I heard about that thing, but I don't care to wait a second. This is super intriguing. And I actually think that this has some sort of potential benefit, whether it's a small piece of my portfolio or a large piece. And so I think that the government and the Federal Reserve, et cetera, their job is not to manage a currency. Their job is to manage an economy. And managing that economy right now on the brink of another recession or some sort of financial crisis, they only have two tools in their toolbox. They can cut the interest rates or they can print more money. They've already started to cut interest rates. The market is pricing in another cut at the next uh, rate decision. Uh, also, there, I think there was like a 60 or 80% chance that it's going to go to zero um, based on the pricing in the market. So that's kind of a foregone conclusion. Then you get to the quantitative easing side. They're now full-blown back to QE. They're admitting it's QE. They're ready to go. Uh, and so they're going to start printing. And the question is, how much money are they going to have to print in order to help turn around this situation? I don't think that they can print enough to stop what's about to happen. And so I think that we're going to see stock market continue to crash. I think we're going to see quite a bit of pain here. Um, and ultimately, it's because there are debt-fueled stock buybacks propping up prices. There's a ton of zombie companies, these companies that can't service their debt, right? My, my partner, Mark Yusko, has been going on and on and on about this for, for months, that they don't have enough EBITDA to actually service their debt. And so there's just a lot of spring cleaning, if you will, that needs to go on uh, in traditional markets. And I think that that's eventually going to happen. Uh, but a lot of the stimulus and stuff are going to be attempts to, uh, to prevent us from going through that pain. So we'll see how all of this plays out. But um, you know, I, I know that these days are super, super painful. Uh, just kind of seeing a bloodbath in markets uh, is never fun. But remember, this will pass um, over time. I think uh, as you know, people kind of wake up to what's happening. They realize, hey, the world has changed. We are no longer in that uh, longest bull run in history, um, and and there's going to have to be some of those uh, corrections, etc. Uh, we'll all get through this together. And uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, reading this every morning, uh, listening to this uh, recording. Um, go ahead and uh, subscribe to it. If you uh, feel compelled, please share it with everyone else, um, whether it's through Twitter, email, etc. And uh, I will talk to you guys on Monday morning.